you working? What kind of work do you do? Happy Monday morning. Are you ready to go to work? You better be after that introduction. What was the point of all that? Today we're going to be continuing with marriage and relationships. First Monday we talked about how does God describe a healthy marriage. The second one, what prevents us from having and maintaining a healthy marriage. And today, the third Monday, some tools for a healthy marriage, part one. But hold on a second. Do you need tools? Because tools, by definition, is something used in performing an operation. So if we're looking to build a healthy marriage or maintain or repair a marriage, great, you need some tools. But are you looking to do that? Pause for a minute and answer that question. Are you a spectator or a participant? Got to make that choice first. Going to do this in three steps today. I want to keep it a little simple. The first step is going to be the blueprint. The second step will be the permit. And the third step is the materials. Step one is the blueprint. You have to understand what you're building, which really means we need to understand God's definition of marriage and what he wants it to look like, and then decide if we want it to look like that and if we want to do that. Do we want to be intentional and put our work into that? Now, we talked about this in the last two sessions, so I'm not going to go over this again, but you do need that blueprint, so go back and listen to those episodes so you can have God's definition of a marriage. Now you got a blueprint. I want you to look at that blueprint and decide if this is something you want to build. Step two is going to be getting the permit. You know what the permit is? It's your decision and belief. Are you in? Are you going to sign on the dotted line? Say this is something you're going to build. Say this is something you're going to invest in. Time, money, there's going to be sacrifice. Count the cost. Are you in? Step three is the materials, and we'll get into that a little later. But let's go get that permit. If you're still here, that means you looked at the blueprint and you want to build this. So your decision and your commitment is the permit. So this is where the real men step up. Step one, we looked at a blueprint. Step two, we got the permit. Step three, we're going to have the materials. And now we're talking about some labor. And in your mind, if you are picturing your wife and the difficulties you face with your wife, change that picture. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about me. The things we need to get right. The baggage we brought into the marriage, the attitudes, the control, the past, the expectations. If you came here wanting to play the blame game, this is not for you. This is about men stepping up and taking responsibility and being godly men, a place where we have failed miserably. Now, if you're sitting there and you're saying, why all the doom and gloom? Actually, my marriage is pretty darn good. Praise God. God, 
Can you go help someone who is struggling? Don't know where to look? Menofiron.org. Shoot us an email. We would love to hear from you. Okay, moving into step three, the materials. Nothing is more important than your walk and your focus with God. Think of it on the job site. Communication. If you're building something very important, lots of different pieces, people scattered all over the place, you need to communicate with each other, right? You got to have your walkie-talkies, right? Is it is that still a thing, walkie-talkies? That sounds like something like a toddler would have, but you guys know what I'm talking about. However you guys communicate on the job sites, you got to be able to communicate. And we need to be able to communicate with God to guide us. We need that foreman walking around, making sure we're doing what we're supposed to do. I want us to make that priority shift from focusing on our marriage to focusing on God, getting the instructions from our foreman. What are we building? How are we doing? What do we need? What will you provide? We got to move from being consumed with our marriage to consumed with God. So your walk and your focus on God, the priority shift from your marriage to your relationship to God, and from being consumed with your marriage to being consumed with God. And here's some of the tools. The Holy Spirit, the Bible, prayer, and fasting. I'm not saying those are all the tools, but I am saying if you pick those tools up and you allow God to show you how to use them, you will be amazed at what he can accomplish through you. Let's just take the Holy Spirit. John 14, 16 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. So I think of the worst thing that I could be doing at a construction site, maybe like digging some holes with a shovel. I don't know if they still do that anymore, but somebody digs a hole with a shovel. It's building something somewhere. That would be the job I hate the most. So say I'm sitting there and I'm digging with this shovel or, hey, I know enough to say a post hole digger, right? All right, maybe I'm putting a fence in. Um, So I'm putting a fence in. I got the blueprint. I got the permit. I got the materials. I got the tool, the post hole digger. I'm digging. And let's say we got to go below the freeze line. What is it, like 33 inches or something? I hope so because, honestly, my mailbox is actually coming out of the ground so i probably don't know what the right number is anyway i'm digging that hole i'm sweating it's 95 degrees out i'm hitting rocks i just want to give up and then all of a sudden a helper comes that says he'll stay with me forever and he wants to grab the post hole digger and help me out now what do i do i say thank you thank you yes here it is take it in that analogy that's what we do but in real life, what we do is say, no, nah, no, nah, I'm fine. I'll just keep digging this hole. I'm not getting anywhere. I'm hitting rocks. I'm not even penetrating the soil. I'm not getting anywhere, but I'm still going to do it on my own. Meanwhile, this helper is standing right next to you, wanting to help you. And you're just staring at that hole and figuring out how you could do it all by yourself. Tool number one, 
the Holy Spirit. Number two, and these are not in any specific order necessarily, but we're going to say tool number two is the Bible, Scripture, right? Very helpful. I do want to say, though, after Jesus rose from the dead, showed himself to the disciples, hung around for a little bit, then said he had to go, he said there was a reason he had to go. And I'm going to give you this from the ERV version, easy to read version. John 16, 7. Let me assure you, this is Jesus talking just to get that straight. Let me assure you, it is better for you that I go away. It is better for you that I leave. I say this because when I go away, I will send the helper to you. But if I did not go, the helper would not come. So I have to leave because it's better for you that this helper comes. And if you listened last week, you know how I feel about the Holy Spirit. You know the power that the Holy Spirit possesses. I went through that whole matrix thing with you. Go back and listen to that. There's some power there. Okay, Holy Spirit, the Bible, Scripture, and then prayer and fasting. I'm going to sort of skip past prayer. I think we understand prayer, right? Talking to God. Yes, we could do a whole podcast. We could do a whole series on prayer, but I want to focus on the Holy Spirit, Scripture, and fasting. Prayer is important, but I, I'm hoping you know how to pray. If you don't, just open your mouth and talk to God. He already knows anyway. There's a form of fasting that is a sacrifice of something you're giving up, and you replace what you're giving up with God. I've told you before, my fasting was sleep. This is something God put on my heart. This was for me. I think it could be helpful for everyone, but just because it was helpful for me doesn't necessarily mean that's what God wants you to give up. But I fasted my sleep, and I said, I'm going to get up early, and I'm going to give that time to God. God honored that decision greater than I would ever imagine. Hey, and listen, if you need help, I am open to grabbing a cup of coffee with you, jumping on a Zoom, talking via email, over the phone. Heck, I'll get a walkie-talkie if I have to. Use the tools. Get to know the tools. The Holy Spirit, Scripture, prayer, and fasting. Those are your four tools for this week. I'll touch on them a little bit more next week. But today's action is focusing on the tools and decide you're going to use them. Decide you're ready to build. A great place to start change your routine, find some margin, find where you can fit God into your busy schedule, or better yet, make him a priority. Wake up an extra 15 minutes early. Start somewhere. You don't have to start two hours, three hours. You don't have to read 10 chapters. This is where the Holy Spirit comes in to guide you on what he would want for you, what is best for you where you are. So think about your morning routine the most successful men in the world, Christian and non-Christian, will tell you how crucial a morning routine is and how crucial waking up early is. Today's action, count the cost, make a decision, focus on the tools, make a plan, whether that be changing your morning routine, fasting. Let's get something on paper. Let's make some goals here. Today, you could start your new job the one God has always wanted to give you. Or 
you can stay on vacation. I'll touch back on these tools again a little bit next week, give you a couple more, and then in the last week, the last Monday of July, I'll follow up with resources in the final podcast. Hey guys, let's be intentional. Let's lead like real men of God. Let's live up to the potential that God knows that we have inside of us. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.